Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and today we're going to talk about church hurt. Oh, yes. I uh, hear uh, this phrase often, in the last, uh, especially in the last 20 years. Uh, we have seen a lot of megachurches, uh, pastors fails, and, uh, and uh, people in ministry, and off ministry, and volunteers. And, and, and a lot of times, we focus even on the news, um, and we, there's documentaries about church failing people. And, and so this church hurt has... Uh, um, it's I, now I see it on the shirts. Now I see it uh, almost everywhere. We kind of embrace this culture. Oh, church hurt, church hurt, church hurt. So let's dive right into it. Now, in the New Testament, there was false prophet in the New Testament. I'm talking about in the church in the New Testament. Okay, all the church. Okay, so 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 think about this. Now, let me pause it for a second. All the new churches just started, right? The churches in home. Churches and synagogues and, and 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 on the fields, people are gathering. All these new churches, right? Jesus just got just re got resurrected. Now Pentecost happened. Holy Spirit came in. New believers just man just walk with Jesus yesterday. Seems like it, right? And now here's what happens in the church uh, in the New Testament. The church was full of false prophets. A lot of books was written, hey, don't listen to them. They're heretics, they're this, they're this. Church was full of false prophets, those that did not know the gospel, and they trying to make their own little gospel, their own ideas of the gospel, their own false uh, fleshly desires. Church was full of heretics. Church, there was wolves in sheep clothes, Bible says. There is wolves that comes in sheep clothes into the church to destroy them. Church was full of people who wanted to persecute Christians who would get in there and then would expose, hey, there's a church there, there's a church there. There was, if you if you uh, read seven letters to seven churches, there was many uh, churches that embraced Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans are those people that basically Satanists today because Nicolaitans embrace this idea of, hey, if you want to get rid of sin, just indulge in it. Just wear your flesh out. You want, if, if sexual sin is, is, is temptation, just have as much sex as you want. Just have as much drugs as you want. Eventually you're, you will wear your flesh out and you won't want sins. That's exactly what Satanists teach us today is, is indulge in all your flesh desires and you will not have desires. <laughs> the church was actually a, a house of prostitutes that they, they would sacrifice and they would and they would sleep, have orgies. I mean, that's the church of the New Testament. Now, I'm not talking about that as the Jesus Christ church. I'm not talking about that as true church, but I'm talking about the problems that they've had with inside the walls of church. People lost their faith. People were broken. There was bad teachers in the church, uh, those that wanted to profit from church, people with self-ambitions, people, uh, those who just wanted to be consumers. It's all about me, selfish people, adulterers. There are even Pharisees and Sadducees who wanted to eradicate the church completely, even all the way to kings and, and people in charge of um, the whole countries, all the, all the um, rulers of that day. Now, and even though I just described all from individuals in church to leaders in church, you will not find this phrase church hurt in the Bible. 
You will not find, uh, oh, I am church hurt. I'm, I'm done going to church because I'm church hurt. Church is a body of Christ. He's the head, right? And then church is the body. So does head separated from the body? No. Church, Christ is the leader. We are the body. Now, you see, if you're looking at the, at the whole picture, Christ is the leader of the church. But church is full of broken people. And I truly believe the reason why there was, there was not even one phrase, church hurt, because it's not the church that's hurting you. It's people. It's certain individuals. It's not God who wants to hurt you through church. No, it's people. The church is imperfect because you're in it. There's nobody perfect. And I truly believe there was no church hurt because people understand, understood few of the verses that I'm going to read to you today. Before I read, let me just share just quickly my own testimony. I was also church hurt. But I also remember the moment when I was sitting in my driveway and God spoke to me and says, I never failed you. People did. I will never fail you. People will. And I finally understood, I don't have anything against the church of Christ. I have a lot of things against the people. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, it says this. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple in those days, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you. Okay, let me pause here. It's not that you have something against somebody. It's that someone has something against you. Let this sober you up for a second. Because it's all about us. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good with everybody else. Does everybody else good with you? Maybe you walked into a certain area and you acted like an animal and somebody has something against you and you're okay with that. Ah, I'm fine, whatever. But Bible says if, if, if you have some, if someone has something against you, then leave your sacrifice, leave, leave everything that you do and leave your postures. I'm going to worship God right now. Leave all this, this thing and go and be reconciled to that person then come and offer your sacrifice to God. How many of us today go and worship God and pretend to be so spiritual and yet we, we are hating half the world and, and, and three quarters of the world hating us because of our attitude, because of what we do. But Bible is very clear and I believe believers understood that. It's not the church, it's somebody. The second verse I wanted to present to you is Matthew 18 verse 15. It says this, if another believer sins against you, okay, now somebody sins against you. Go privately and point and point out the offense. If the the person if the person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two other with you and go back again, so that everything you might say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Say, hey, if you have something against the believer. Bring counsel of people in the multitude of counsel. There's wise witness. There's a, there, there is a wisdom in that. There is witnesses in that. And so, and so Bible teaches very clearly. It's not the church. It's not the, all the body of Christ that's hurting you. Church is full of people just like you. 
But if somebody sins against you, so somebody really sinned against you, whatever that is, go and try to mend that situation. If not, at least Paul says, be at, be at peace with everybody or try to be at peace with everybody as much as you can. I mean, there are some people gonna reject you and they will wanna hear anything from you, whether you are a pastor, a minister, or just a or, or just a, a regular guy that never been in ministry, just goes to work. There's gonna be people who's gonna hate you. Jesus offended a lot of pe people. I'm not saying that you're gonna live like an angel, but I'm saying people understood, understood that, it's not the body of Christ. It's not, it's the people within it. So go to them, try. And when you do that, you will become wiser, especially when you bring people. Because any altercation, any time that I had something, uh, something like that in my life, when I had people around me, those people spoke into my life. Hey, man, I remember when Michael Enfault, when we had, and uh, uh, when we had uh, a little bit of argument with some of the uh, trustees in my church, and, and it wasn't it was anything big, but but I gave in to my own flesh. And he said, "Man, I just wanted you to to be calm in that situation and ask them because maybe the people are hurt because you did something and you're not even understanding." And he and he's trying to and he was trying to explain all this to me, and I'm thinking about it, man, that is so true. I'm thinking I'm hurt, but maybe somebody else is hurt. If I can just put that down and learn to, and listen to the wise counsel, I'll be better. So when you bring people around you, that's, I am a pastor and I, I am imperfect leader still. There is no, there, I don't care who you listening to on YouTube. They still have their things in there and they will offend some people and, and they will not, they will not, they are not going to be perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. But people in that day understood the principles the Bible teaches. I'm going to give you one more. In Titus 3.10, it says this. If people are causing divisions among you. Okay, now, now we have a little bit of bigger situation, right? It's not just a person. It's not just, just one. Now that they're bringing divisions, plural, right? There is, there's a lot of people involved. Give a first and a second warning. Because if they bring division, division is of, of the, the devil. God brings unity. Devil brings division. So if there's people are involving other people, and let's say there's five, six people, and they're bringing division, Bible says, give first and second warning. After that, have nothing more to do with them. So separate, separate. Come, come to them. Ask for forgiveness. Bring, give them warning. Be, be that strong Christian, the powerful Christian that can put their pride down and then have nothing to do with them. Just separate it. Separate from that. I truly believe that believers that day, they knew all this thing. They understood that. That's why we don't find church hurt in the New Testament. But when you... When you bring church hurt, you're confessing to that you're okay with that hurt. Well, I'm just church hurt. I'm just church hurt. That's why I don't go to church. You, you just said, well, I'm, I'm going to be church hurt. I'm not doing this because I'm church hurt. Instead of, hey, it's not the body of Christ. It's a person. It's a couple of people. It's somebody. And if you have the power to come and talk to them, you will become better. You will become more wiser. And Christ will show you how to overcome. And when you overcome that, guess what? There's going to be another mountain to overcome. But you will have some battle experience instead of running away every single time something happens. Let me bring you one more verse. 
but to especially to those that brings division to those that don't care about what they speak and what they say out of their mouth our tongue is full of evil bible says that there's 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 life and death in the power of a tongue but those people that like to gossip that like to just 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 indulge in the power of our tongue let me let me read this and it's in red this is what jesus said but if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin and not just babies because some people give their life to God when they're 30s, 40s, 50s. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual Christian who, who just come before Christ and finally want to change their life. So the Bible says, if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be thrown into the depth of the sea. God will avenge. Sometimes the reason why there's so much chaos going on around you because you've been sowing it. No, you, you, haven't been, you haven't been sowing order, unity, peace. You've been sowing gossip, chaos, anger, bitterness, and you're living right smack in the middle of it all. There is no perfect church. The church became imperfect the minute you stepped in it. And so let me finish with these words. There is life and death right before you. There is a blessing and curses right before you. De Deuteronomy 30, 31. There is, you can choose to live either and walk towards death and destruction, and that's including chaos and division and bitterness, or you can embrace and ask God to give you power to walk in the area of your fear. And when you overcome one battle, there's going to be next battle to fight and you will overcome the next one with peace and patience and kindness. And eventually you will grow spiritually into the person that God always wanted you to be instead of giving in to all these things around you and live for decades and decades with some kind of church hurt that passed that happened a long time ago or maybe happened yesterday. There is a power inside you to overcome all that and to live with peace, kindness, love, mercy, and grace of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn His face towards you, and give you His mighty peace.